for nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. And the fourth hour of this broadcast, our weekly radio broadcast here at Rosie on the House, 7 o'clock hour. A little bit about Tubac, where our staycation oh. winners on uh, on vacation right now this weekend. Oh, is it this weekend? This weekend and everything else that's going on in yeah. southern Arizona at this time. Lots of great events. Oh, man. There's even been sightings of El Jefe. Yes. An ocelot yes. cat that's been roaming. Uh, it looks like a leopard. Un- in, in, uh, in undisclosed locations. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. They did release a ca- trail camera. Yes. You can find it on Tucson.com. That's the website for the Daily Star. And uh, just type in there. El Jefe or Ocelot Cat, and you nice little video. Two different game trails. Eight o'clock hour, we were joined with Jay. Well, and Jay Harper joined us in the seven o'clock hour as a follow up to Arizona's deadliest gunfight uh, and the ties that he had to that. Not personally, just family members. Yeah. Multiple generation uh, Arizonan. He's got to have ties back to lots of history of the state. Joined us at 8 o'clock hour for the Landscape Gardening. We had open lines at 9 o'clock, and now we go into our topic-driven. Uh, if you've got our home maintenance calendar, you know it's been plumbing month. And we're going to be talking this hour about um, rebuilding your cartridges, the breakdown point for most of your plumbing equipment, uh, as well as open lines. Rosie's back, and yeah. we'll be taking uh, – we've got calls lined up at one 767 4348 That's one Rosie, for you, you can text questions to 411-923, or you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. And Marcy called during top of the hour news and had asked for a home maintenance calendar. Um, th- we give them out for free. Yeah. Sometimes they don't get delivered. They deliver it to our P.O. box. We even went to the Postal Service and said, how, you know, how do we lay this out so you stop mailing these to ourselves <laughs> and, uh-huh. and we still get some back um and mary marcy's case she didn't get it because uh we had her second home in denver so it's probably uh-huh. sitting in denver not uh-huh. at the phoenix home so we got we'll get that mailed out this week uh sometimes people send us an email or a, a mailing address and we run it through the postal scan before it gets added to our mailing list and says there's no such address this one doesn't exist so, but we do them for free. You can also get a digital copy at rosieonthehouse.com. We have it broken down by month. And it's one thing that we put together last year. Rosie's had this idea for a long time um, about a home maintenance calendar. And the technology and the timing all finally meshed to make this uh, a possibility. And when you look at the calendar, the top of the calendar talks about what our category for the entire month is. And we break down all the different ways that, uh, and we cover this topic in depth four or five different Saturdays, depending on how many weeks we have that month, along with all of our partners that service that industry throughout the entire state. Uh, Then at the bottom, it talks about our weekly to-dos as well for the home and the landscape and garden. And we also have different variety of uh, promotional and, uh, call to actions if you're looking for you know different things around your home that we invest in. Our partners have all put little special rosy uh, pricing and promotions for our listeners, and that's something we distribute for free, and it helps keep up 
with the home maintenance tasks that our homes require. Two or three a week uh, is a lot easier than six or seven or 10 or 12 or 20 or 30, depending yeah. on how long we've gone and let them build up. So it's one more way that we work to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Well, and I'll tell you another thing that the calendar does, as well as our website, is it kind of mentions and encourages people to sign up for Homezada. And we were talking about in my recovery phase the last three months that I have had quite a bit of time sitting on my disappearing behind and reading. Well, the other thing I did is I took the time to get engaged with my Homezada subscription and uh, inventory my house. Pretty um, incredible. It, it really is. But I love art. Uh, we do the Thursday evening art walks in Scottsdale often. Uh, uh, I just I just love the talent and looking at a piece of art and recognizing what went into it. And there was a time about 10 years ago, Jennifer said, if we have one more picture of a duck or a goose landing, <laughs> I'm going to move out. Because I was a big collector of a local artist here in town, happened to be a personal friend, Larry Toshik. And he was the Ducks Unlimited Artist of the Year several times. Just a, a incredible talent. I, I spent personal time with him out in the field collecting photos and pictures. And he, he did some beautiful artwork. So now I've kind of moved through that. And she says, Rosie, I don't think we need another picture of the Grand Canyon in our house. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, the Grand Canyon in person is something else, but to see it through the eyes of different artists is truly incredible. We've got a very, a fairly large p portrait of the Grand Canyon right in our living room. And very nicely lit. I love, so we, I actually, Romy went through and documented all of our possessions and it's loaded into the Homezada account. It's in the cloud. I, I made a disk of it. I put that in the safe deposit box. I need to give you a copy. I need to give Rachel a copy. And boom, it's, and it's done. The inventory is one of the applications that's actually easier on a phone or tablet because yes. you can use the camera feature to yeah. take pictures and upload straight instead of using a camera than having to transfer the photo onto a laptop or a desktop. I did it with that little bitty black Mac thing that y'all got me. Yeah. Uh, iPad or whatever it's called. Uh, don't ask me. No. <laughs> uh, and then, so that's the inventory side of Homesada, and that is the free application for the premium subscription, which is $5 a month uh, for the year or $7 a month, month to month. You can then take these home maintenance projects that we oh, have, yeah. synchronize them with your calendar, and synchronize your calendar. If your calendar is synchronized with your phone, you'll get reminders. Change your air filter today. Check your water heater. Clean the coils at your, uh, at your refrigerator. And you can also click through and get our how-tos on how to do all those things as well. And so instead of 
still having to remember to go do these things, it helps engage you to become a uh, homeowner. And you can snooze them, dismiss them, complete them, yeah. whatever you want right from your phone as you just keep up with these daily tasks. And you can assign them to different members in the household as well. Then there's a project section if you're looking to do a remodel and add on a pool uh install, whatever the case may be, you can manage your projects there. There's a home finance side as well uh, that will help you, you know, track and anticipate all the big expenses that's coming. Are you, you're 20 years into your 30-year roof. Here's yeah. what you can expect in 10 years and need to be saving for uh, at the time that your roof is out of warranty. It may still last 20 years after warranty, but we want to financially be planning for the replacement at the end. And then if you ever go to sell the home, you can list it. And it's like a Carfax. If on steroids, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you have two uh, homes on the same street that somebody's looking to move into this neighborhood and you've got this one you know nothing about and this other one that you can transfer. It comes with an owner's manual. At first know? time ever. Yeah. And you know, who replaced the air conditioner? Who replaced the water heater? When it was done, what copies phone of number, the receipts, the work orders, of everything? Yeah, what I tradesmen believe, were on site. I believe the Home Zana application is going to be is going to grow to become a huge thing for the millennial listeners of our program. Well, and not only for the millennials, but the uh, the elderly as well through the millennials as they're helping their parents age in place yeah. because you can list two or th I think you can list up to three properties on one account. So if you are managing one for your parents and then managing one for your home, or if you've got a, a cabin in the mountains and a home down here, you can do them both in home Zada. You've got a, you know, one user login can take you there, but then you just switch between your properties depending on what, what it is you're trying to All work right. on. You just go to rosieonthehouse.com. On homeowner resources on the drop down, you'll see Homes Auto Digital Home Management. You can click on that and get a little bit more detail. You can listen to the podcast when we brought the developer in. It's a husband and wife team that put this together and do a great job uh, just keeping up with the constant change in technology. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's get to the callers. They're lining up. We invite you to give us a ring. And we'll get to our topic of the day, topic of the hour, when to repair and when to replace the plumbing fixtures in your house. Let's go to Jeff first. He's called in top of the hour. Good morning, Jeff. Is this, you calling me? Yes, sir. Rosie, Jeff Leadham, director of the Registrar Contractors. The Registrar. Hey, you're not calling. Back. You're not calling because I got in trouble while I was gone, are you? Well, I kind of heard I wanted to check up on you, see if you need any bail money. <laughs> no, so, no. Hey, no. just just before just before my accident, I was in touch with your uh, assistant, and I said we gotta get Jeff back on air. So absolutely, we need to. We're, we're gonna need to get you on soon and get an update on what's going on at the registrar's office. So absolutely, and we lost him. That's one of the reasons that uh, yes. <laughs> the, the nature of call and talk has changed with technology. 
And that's a, an example. Mr. Jeff Lee, You could tell he was on the road. You could tell we probably lost signal through a mountain pass somewhere. And uh, But we appreciate the call. He is our our honored and respected registrar of contractors. Well, we've got David uh, from Northern Arizona and Stella in Central Arizona lined up to talk, as well as our talking points for how to repair your uh, cartridges for your faucets and your vanities or your shower here at Rosie on the House in our plumbing month. That sounds good, Cat. Cat's our broadcast engineer today. Mr. Gary Dees, I guess sitting like the co-pilot seat over there. And then my wife, sweet Jennifer. Boy, she has proven to be the rock the last few months as I'm recovering from the accident I was in in October. It's unbelievable all the things she's been getting done and doing. Uh... Well, she's in here taking your calls, and uh, we'll get you online. Romy, why don't we get to Pamela? She called last hour. We asked her to be patient. We take care of her this hour. Let's see if we can get to her. And as we do, this is the 1020 break. And if you had our, if you received our weekly email newsletter, you know this is the time we're giving away Coyotes tickets for Sunday, February 24th, 7 p.m., what was the name of the commuter train that took traffic into Tempe, Mesa, and Phoenix after the floods of 1980? It <laughs> took out eight yeah. of the ten bridges, and a commuter train was established uh, while during Reconstruction. What was the name of that train? And it was named after a governor's wife. Our neighbor at the time, we lived at Lincoln and Mockingbird. And he worked in Ahwatukee, and it took him two and a half hours to cross the Mill Avenue Bridge. <laughs> he had to leave at like 4.30 in the morning, and he was getting home like at 8 o'clock at night. For a 12-mile commute. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's not what they mean when they say the good old days. No, that, that wasn't. <laughs> All right. Miss Pam. If you know the answer, text that to 411 923 uh, and we'll pick a random correct answer winner. That's what was the name of the commuter train that took passengers over the river after the nineteen the flood of nineteen eighty. Good morning, Miss Pam. Pam. Yes, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. And you you earned extra stars in your crown for being so patient. Let's see if we can help you. Okay, here's my uh, question. The, my guest bathroom uh, has no water, no, excuse me, no cold water to the tub and the sink. Um, the sink actually has just a little dribble of cold water. Um, the rest of the house is fine. And what happens is if you turn the water on in the tub when you have it on, you know, like hot water, pressure's fine, everything, you turn it over to cold, and it's like you shut it off. There's nothing. And the sink, the same thing. The water pressure is fine as long as it's um, pulling from the hot water. But turn it over to cold and it's just, oh, maybe a small finger uh, width of water coming out. Just a little dribble. Well, I tell you what, Miss Pam. If it were only one plumbing fixture doing this, 
I know exactly what the problem would be, but the fact that it's the entire bathroom, the lavatory sink, and the shower uh, tub shower filler, mm-hmm. that's going to complicate things quite a bit. And I'm afraid of a supply line, right? We're going to have to get there and actually do an analysis. Now, this is what we're going to do. Um, I'm, I'm going to put you back on hold, and because you waited so long, uh, I'm going to find out where you are in Arizona, and we're going to send a Rosie certified plumber to your house, and I'm going to pay for it. So we're going to troubleshoot and find out what's wrong and give you an analysis of what needs to be done. And I'll pay for the whole analysis, and then we'll decide what to do when we establish what repair is needed. And I hope that that uh, you feel like that's fair. Uh, you were on hold on the phone for a long time. Thank you for being so gracious and so um, patient. All right. The topic is plumbing. And we're, we address this often with people. When do I repair a plumbing fixture and when do I replace a plumbing fixture? Well, there's, a, there's one pretty quick way of determining that. If you take the plumbing fixture off and you could tell the entire thing's made out of plastic, then replace <laughs> it and go to a professional plumbing supply house like Van Mark. Central Arizona Supply, Ferguson, Hughes, and buy... Expressions Home Gallery Expressions, is new. ProSource. Well, not new, but I mean, they. Yeah, we've got a lot of great. And ask them, look, here's what came off my bathroom vanity in plastic. Almost every manufacturer makes identical fixtures in brass. And if you will just buy the brass fixture instead of the cheap plastic one, you'll get 15 or 20 years use out of it. So that's the number one tip I have for you today. Don't buy your plumbing fixtures at big box stores because they're the ones in search for the more economic price forced manufacturers to start making everything in plastic. Go brass. It was not the little engine that could. <laughs> it was, it was not Moose the Caboose. Moose the Caboose. <laughs> it was the Harriet B that took commuters over the uh, the Salt River. And, you know, back in the day, there used to be, a, and I don't know, it, it could still be there, I don't know. I haven't been there in years, but at Tri-City Transmission had a blown-up picture of their property during that flood and the river. It was at the time, well, they're still located just north of the river, or south of the river, but they were right on Hayden. And I was actually officing at Apache Boulevard and McKellops, and we walked from there to the Hayden Bridge, and the water was coming over the top of the bridge. I mean, it, it was... It was it was some kind of a flood. 
And there were, it had flooded in 1923, I believe, as well. The pictures of them with the ferry boats uh, and the pulley systems yeah. going across. In the, I, I wonder what kind of rain that took. Because if you know seven, eight inches in this period of time isn't enough to flood that out. Now, I don't know what kind. Did they have Snow both? Melt. Did they have both the dams at that time? Uh, yeah. On yeah, that. there's no new dams. The only new dam that's been constructed since the Tempe Town Tempe Lake. Town Lake. <laughs> that's right. So, but it was. Did I, did I give the answer? The Harriet B. Harriet B. That's right. Talking on our. So, well, if you answered Harriet B. Uh, at the end of the broadcast, we'll pull a random winner that answered correctly and send you to the Coyotes game February 24th. On our article this week, it talks about should you repair or replace. The faucet, or you know, when when we've got older equipment, uh, older plumbing fixtures, we can clean those up. Do you want to clean up a 1980s brass faucet, though? <laughs> maybe, maybe if it's brass, <laughs> but uh, you'd have a better chance of cleaning that up than a 2010 plastic. <laughs> You would, but do you want that look? That right. might be your, your might be determining day. factor. Well, if you wait five more years, it might be back in, you know? I Even when it comes back in, I still wouldn't recommend that. I, I don't see polished brass coming back anytime <laughs> soon. I don't think, but I don't know. I think I've the been, nickels and satins are nice, timeless looks. I've Copper's been, a nice, timeless They look. hold up. The brush nickel really holds up really well. And if you don't have a water softener, it's something that can take a good cleaning. And you can get that off without uh, leaving scratches from Brillo pads or, you know, other chemicals. And it, it's a, a fairly durable finish. But generally speaking, most every knob, whether it's your handle on your faucet or in your shower, has a little cover plate that you just have to find and pop off. And behind it is a Phillips head screw. And you take that Phillips head screwdriver out and all that is doing is holding the handle on the plastic handle or the satin handle or the metal handle will then come off and from there you then see the mechanics that go into what they call the cartridge of your plumbing system and that's where we get into uh, a little bit more of the mechanical side of things make sure your water's turned off yeah, make sure your if, water's turned off. If you're working in your kitchen sink or your bathroom sinks, a faucet, you can do that underneath the sink if you open up the cabinet. And if you are following, you'll you will see metal uh, supply lines with metal fixtures, yeah. with metal nuts attached to both your faucet and your supply line. You won't see plastic. You won't see a plastic nut. You may, nut. <laughs> you may, but not, not, a, not if you followed not our if, direction from a couple you, weeks yeah, ago. Not if you've taken our encouragement to replace all that. Braided stainless steel supply flexes with brass nuts on both sides, not plastic. Where, where it comes out of the wall, there should be a shutoff valve. Turn the shutoff valve and you can operate there without having to worry about it. Now, there's still going to be water from that pipe up to the faucet head. So if you're disconnecting that, have a bucket ready yeah. and be prepared to direct that water into the bucket. If you're working in the shower, you would think 
we would have designed something by now to have an easy shutoff valve for, <laughs> for, for showers, but they're not. You've got to go outside your home and shut off the main supply to the home. That was one of the things in touring Germany that I was impressed with. When you checked into the motel room, you had to set the, your electronic key into a sleeve, and then all the lights would work. If you didn't slip your key in there, none of the lights would go on. And then as you walked in the bathroom, there was one valve on the surface of the wall that you would shut, and it would turn the whole water off to that bathroom. That, that's just one of the things I picked up in touring Europe that I will, I, I will incorporate into my own house. Oh, and it, makes, it, it becomes a much more realistic one-man job because when you put it all back together— you don't know that it's 100% leak-proof until you turn on the pressure and test it. And if it's not, by the time you get from the outside of the home back into the bedroom or bathroom, yeah. wherever you're doing this work, it was that 20 seconds you got leaking, 30 seconds you got leaking? And instead, you know, in that case— And when you, water's shooting out <laughs> at, at 40 gallons a minute— <laughs> and your first instinct is to run back and shut it off. And so then you come back and troubleshoot, okay, where was the leak coming from? Right. I think it was over here because you don't want to sit there and stare at it while it's leaking. So it, 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 we will see that, I think, at some point being built into, designed into new home constructions is bathroom shutoff valves and instead of just faucet shutoff valves. Well, the tip we gave earlier in the hour was invest in good brass fixtures as opposed to the cheap plastic ones. In the long run, even in the mid-run, you're going to be a whole lot happier. The second tip is if you are replacing supply flexes or laboratory faucets, empty the cabinet underneath the sink completely. Empty it completely. And when you've done reassembling everything, Make sure the floor of that cabinet is 100% absolutely, totally dry. And then set paper towels on the bottom, the floor of the cabinet, or toilet paper, and let it sit there for another day. Because that will show you if you have a slow, slow trip. If you reload everything back into that cabinet... You could have a slow drip for six months and not know about it. Now, Rosie on the house remodeling, every wet cabinet, every cabinet that's underneath the sink gets a waterproof floor that slips in the cabinet and drains to the front. So if you ever do develop a very small leak at the garbage disposal, at the kitchen sink, at the water gooseneck, at the bathroom lavatory faucet. The leak finds its way to the front of the cabinet and drips on the floor. And you discover it before it causes any damage. Romy, how many home inspections have you done where you open the kitchen sink cabinet and the Floor, the floor of that cabinet is swollen up to five times its normal depth. It's all moldy. It's spongy. It's wet. 
It's mildewy. It's full of black and gray mold. That's completely unnecessary. If you plan ahead of time, you never have to worry about that. So paper towels or toilet paper spread over the bottom of the cabinet. Leave it there for a full day before you load the cabinet up. And go to the Internet and order a snap-in waterproof cabinet floor that protects you from ever having that kind of damage. And then you put the shelf back in on a pull-out shelf, and you've got the ultimate in a wet cabinet installation. Waterproof floor, braided stainless steel supply flex with brass nuts, brass laboratory faucet, and a waterproof floor and pull-out shelves. Bada-bing, bada-boom, all you need on top of that is a soft-closed door and a soft-closed drawer. And you've got the cream de la cream, the Rolls-Royce of bathroom vanities. Some of the things you have to be watching for while you're doing this work, once you get the screw taken out and you get the knob off, a lot of times there'll be then another sleeve. little collar, yeah. And once you take that collar off, usually that's when you can see a little... Horseshoe shape. Well, you can't see the horseshoe yet. (laughs) All you see is the little metal rectangle sticking out. You take your pliers and you grab that and you pull it straight if you're you know straight back if you're working on the kitchen sink straight up if you're at the uh, on on a bathroom wall that horseshoe pin is what's holding that in the cartridge and then you can slide the cartridge out sometimes sometimes it's stuck in there yeah. and the last thing you want to do is start yanking on that super hard and break the water line behind the wall the wall that's really a bummer because that's ne- a bummer. You just went from a, you know, a hundred dollar project to a thousand dollar repair pretty quick. So it's it's a very stubborn piece sometimes. And if you're and if you're unable to get it out, they do spe- sell special tools that you slide in there, and it has a little plastic. It has a ring uh, that holds a little plastic uh, piston, piston driver. P- yes. Yeah. I was, I was looking for a better word than nipple thing. <laughs> yeah. Driver. <laughs> and the ring holds the plastic uh, driver inside the rod. And as you slide it in, that ring catches so that when you get to the depth of where that piston can be released and grab onto the water inlet, it will then create a good tight bond as long as you can get it out. There's no guarantee that you're still going to be able to get that out. And at that point, you're committed to getting it out. So what you want to do instead of trying to pull, 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 spin it clockwise, counterclockwise, any which way you can. It can take that circular pressure a lot more than it can take that ripping, jerking, pulling of trying to get it out. And just continue to turn it and twist towards you as if you're unscrewing it although it should just slide straight out but years of buildup and calcium yeah and what happens a lot of times is the plastic that's used to be your water sealer between your brass water supply and the brass hole that's in the cartridge that allows the water to come in can sometimes start to wear down over time and 
it gets pinched in the cartridge and it's not sitting where it's designed to be. So that can create an, an additional tension and pulling it out. And sometimes you get it out and you're like, man, this shouldn't have, uh, the, the metal looks fine. What's wrong with it? Well, it's the plastic, the, it's the rubber, not plastic, the rubber that's your water sealing agent that has just gradually uh, worn down and doesn't create that watertight bond. Now, if you put it all back together, and the hot and the cold are reverse, you simply got the cartridge in upside down. <laughs> and it happens all the time. I have a little correction. Hattie B. I guess I put an R in it. Harriet. I, I don't know. The Hattie B. train. It was Hattie. H-A-T-T-I-E. Hattie B. If I put an R in there, I apologize. All a couple right. people said I did. I think they weren't listening. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, maybe they were listening closer than you like them to listen. I'd like everybody uh, to listen to this. Um, if you're contemplating a remodeling project, I couldn't encourage you more strongly to go to our website, rosieonthehouse.com. We've got qualified and certified remodeling contractors throughout the Phoenix metro area. We have assurance builders down in Tucson. We have Tom Riley at Renovations up in Prescott. We've got JKC up in Flagstaff. These are all contractors that operate at a level I can put my name to. Now, if you do some research, I'm proud to say that our little company, and we're a little company, Rosie on the House Remodeling, we subscribe to a third-party survey service, and we've been doing this since 2015. And they contact not just the clients we want them to contact. They contact every client we do business with. And they ask questions on 13 different categories. Now, I want y'all to listen to this. Of the 13 categories, Rosie on the House Remodel, since 2015, has been rated a 100% satisfaction level on 11 of the 13 categories. And our lowest score in the last five years is a 97%. And we're pretty proud of that. If you're contemplating, you can go to rosieonthehouse.com. Hey, yeah, just go on to rosieonthehouse.com, go to our Certified Partners link, and um, when you search Find Certified Contractors, you can put in their remodeling in your zip code. It'll bring up all of our remodelers, and if you want to look at Rosie on the House remodeling, click on them. The very top of their page is a guild quality symbol. It's white uh, with a Q in the middle blue queue and then it says read the feedback from real customers so you can go in there and see all the all the comments people have made over the, you know from recent to past about how Rosie on the house treats their customers and you'll also see a map of the different projects we've done throughout the valley and you'll see that Rosie on the house remodeling primarily operates in the northeast valley Scottsdale Arcadia Fountain Hills Carefree Cave Creek in the north central area, we have Kirk Development, a great partner 
and a certified Roselle Nasri modeler. In the West Valley, we have TWD, who's been around for a long time. We get rave reports from them. And out in the East Valley, we have BC Renovations. And like I mentioned earlier, in Tucson, we've got Assurance Builders. And in Prescott, we have Renovations. So if you're contemplating a remodeling project, I can tell you, most of the guys are pretty busy. Now, I will tell you this. I will confess, Rosie on the House has a couple holes in our schedule. I think when I got in the accident and ended up in ICU for 60 days, people thought maybe they shouldn't call and we weren't in open for business. No, we're open for business. I have a great team and a great staff. Some of the guys on our staff I've worked side-by-side with for over 30 years. These are people I trust more than I trust my own brother. So I was way I was way yeah, I was about to okay, say Randy. <laughs> I was afraid he was gonna say son the way he no, looked at me. <laughs> when he, when he, I trust him more when it comes to remodeling. Now when it comes to cooking, I would trust my brother more. But when it comes to remodeling, I trust these guys more. So if you're looking to get a remodeling project and you're in the Northeast Valley, give Rosie remodeling a call. And you'll be guaranteed it's done Rosie right. I'm very proud you can read all of our client reviews. Like I say, out of 13 categories, 11 categories, we score a 100%. And in the lowest score we've ever gotten is a 97. So I'm pretty darn proud of that. I'm proud of my general manager, Stan Zumbrunnen. I'm proud of my production manager, Don Breeze, and our office manager, Alex Baish. We we put a great team together, as well as our uh, tradesman, Mr. Bruce Stumbo. So we've got the team ready for you. We have a little hole in our schedule. If you'd like a project done, give us a ring. And our trip yesterday, one of the key points on our Northern Arizona Loop was to welcome a new company into the Rosie on the House that yes. uh, just made it through the screening process. You were talking about the Guild Quality. That is a new requirement to come through the screening process. Good. Because it's it's a third party, and it completely separates the, the church and state of real-time client reviews. You can go to any other referral quote-unquote source— and see all these reviews, but they're owned by the review company themselves. At Rosie on the House, it's a third party. There's no way we can touch those reviews, and they're all still five-star. Welcome Verde Valley Solar as a new partner to Rosie on the House for any solar needs in the Verde Valley area. Till next Saturday, y'all be safe and enjoy the... Be thankful for the God above you, those beside you, and the life before you.